This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and thank you for listening to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. Today is Monday, February the 1st, 2021. It is the first day of the new month, second month of the year. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to talk about sports rap, a little Monday motivation, and Matt Ryan will be on the phone. I hope you guys are staying safe. The snow, it looks like it's coming down. looks like it's going to be snowing all day today, so it would be a good day to kind of kick your feet up, relax a little bit, and hopefully you listen to this podcast and kind of drift away from the snow and the cold weather of outside. Let's first start with sports. In college basketball, Georgia Tech travels to Louisville this evening. I am actually going to pick Georgia Tech to win this game. Oklahoma plays at Texas Tech. Texas Tech will win this game. And Oregon and UCLA, again, are postponed. They have tried to play this game multiple times, and they are postponed. Yesterday in the NBA, the Clippers beat the Knicks 129-115. to 115. The Nuggets beat the Jazz 128-117. to 117. The Pacers lose to the 76ers 119-110. to The Raptors take care of the Magic 115-102. to The Timberwolves beat the Cavaliers 109-104. to And the Washington Wizards beat the New Jersey Nets 149-146. to Russell Westbrook has over 40. In Tampa Bay, they are preparing for Super Bowl 55. The weather there is much better than the weather here. I look forward to bringing you more information about that as the week continues. News from the frozen tundra of Green Bay. Packers GM on Aaron Rodgers. He is our quarterback. He is our leader. I guess he got the memo from all the curious Packer fans on why this was even a thought. Now that we know this, let's move to the offseason, go get some freaking talent so we can actually go win the games to get to the big one. Monday motivation when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never My Wildest Dream Podcast. Looking forward to this section. Monday motivation. See, motivation comes in multiple forms and ways. This is not one of those run through a wall motivational speeches. This is more of a I need you to motivate yourself to be a better person and think about things outside of the box a little bit. Tattoos on Your Heart is a book written by Greg Boyle. He owns Homeboys Incorporated in L.A. It's one of the best books I've ever read. And it's one of those books that makes you think outside the box a little bit. You know, he was an expert in 34 years of working with gang members. You know what Martin Luther King once said? It's not the place you've come to. It's the place you go from. And you go from here to create a community of kinship such that God, in fact, might recognize it. In fact, that it's God's dream to come true, per se. No us and them, just us. And you imagine with God a circle of compassion. And then you can imagine standing outside that circle and know that God does not share with the demonizing in which we all engage in. And so you choose to go from here. 
and you dismantle the barriers that exclude and you go out to the margins because that's the only way they'll get erased. If you stand out at them and you stand with the poor and the powerless and the voiceless and you stand with those whose dignity has been denied and you stand with those whose burdens are more than even they can bear and every one of us on this earth can mutually experience knowing what it's like to stand with those easily despised and the readily left out. You go from here to stand with the demonized so that the demonizing will stop. And you stand with the disposable so that one day we will come to stop throwing people away. For no kinship, no peace. No kinship, no justice. No kinship, no equality. You go to the margins not to make a difference because then that's about you. You go to the margins so that the folks at the margins make a difference in you. Embrace yourself because the world will accuse you of wasting your time. But as a prophet once wrote, in this place of which you say it is a waste, there will be heard again the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of those who sing it. Make those voices heard, for you go to the margins not to make a difference, but so that the folks at the margins make a difference in you. I've listened to this speech multiple times. I've read the book once. I'm reading the book again. It is a thought that we do have to make a difference in others' lives. It's why I coach. It's why I work with the kids that I do at school. I have had multiple stories and I have felt like the demonized. I have felt like I was worth nothing because of decisions that I made. I refuse to let anybody else feel that way around me because that's the only way I can make sure that everybody feels good about themselves. And that's one of the reasons I like doing this podcast. I'm able to tell you stories that make you feel better about your life. And hopefully at the end of the day, I bring a little smile to your face. This is my motivation for you. Find somebody that's struggling. Find somebody that's at the wit's end of life. Talk to them. You never know how good it feels to actually have somebody come up and talk to you about your stresses. It might relieve theirs. Heck, it might relieve yours. But at the end of the day, we're all humans on this earth and we all need to treat each other as such. This is my Monday motivation. Matt Ryan will be back on when we come back. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. In my wildest dream podcast, as I said, I was going to have Coach Matt Ryan on today. You know, it's February the 1st. And for most of us who've been in the coaching business, this is like the most intense time of the year. And I wanted to talk about that with Coach. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, Coach. What's up, brother? Hey, so we got February 1st. This is about when we're kind of like winding down in regular season to gear up for postseason play. Walk me through as a guy that's been around at many different levels. What did you experience in the month of February as you were leading into the postseason? Well, it's it's everything you've worked for, right? Um, not to just make a broad statement, but um, everything that you prepare for from basically the time the season ends the year before. And uh, at least at the collegiate level, when I was a head coach at a, at a few different places, um, it, was, it was important, Chad. It, uh, 
you know, you want to be playing your best basketball going in to the conference tournament. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, as I coach from my chair in my living room, you kind of look at these teams, right? Mm -hmm. In the era of COVID and some teams have played nine games. Some teams have played 12 games. Some teams have played as many as 16, 17. I think in some cases, some teams have played 18. So uh, just speaking from uh, experience, a couple times at Pot State when I was, uh, the head coach, you know, I had geared everything for that run to the tournament. And uh, it really, really starts in preseason. You know, so that would be my answer to you. You know, it really starts in preseason. It starts with as a head coach, right? Yeah. It starts with how you design your preseason workouts. And as a player, I remember one coach I played for, and he, he was unbelievable. He was tough on us. But some of the things he did, I liked. So, you know, one day you're doing long running. One day maybe you're doing sprints. Maybe one day you're not running at all. So it all starts with that. It all starts with that back in August, September, you know, and and leads into late January, February. You don't want to peak too early. Um, Sometimes you don't want to peak too late, if I can say that. Um, But peaking too late is better than peaking too early. Um, I, I know at a couple spots I was at, we won, I think at Pot State, we won a bunch in a row, just peaked perfectly, won our conference championship. Um, so, yeah, all these coaches are, are trying to, to do that. You know, will Duke win tonight? You know, I think they're playing Miami. They're in, are they in South Beach tonight? They're in South <laughs> Beach. Um, Duke should know, win so, in South Beach. That? That's not it's Duke. Duke should win in South Beach. That's not like going to Florida State. Larinaga is not Leonard Hamilton. No, and they're they've had problems. I know they're the kid from Gonzaga has been hurt or whatever. But you now if they if they I was actually having dinner with my son and and if they if they are seven and five. So let's just say they win those two games at home that they lost because uh, the fans are in the stands. So instead of seven and five, they're nine and three. So all of a sudden, not as bad as you think. I mean, Duke's never bad, but if they don't go ten and one or eleven and two, or if people think they're down, they're young. But those kids all come back this year, like he was saying, they could be pretty good. Um, but if if in fact they win tonight and get to eight and five, and they can win a couple in a row, that would be kind of right. What you're saying. Going into February here, we're doing okay. Right. You know, can you keep – now, I will ask you this. Are they having a full-blown ACC tournament? That I don't know. Yeah, so so in the year of COVID, uh, it's the same as any. You, you want to have – you know, Ohio State's playing well. They beat Michigan State. Um, Michigan, Michigan State's playing play awful. Well. Um, but, yeah, the, everything starts in preseason and uh, – I know for for me, and I know I've talked to you about this in the past, is preseason workouts were really important. Mm-hmm. You know, even more so than the stuff you do in the spring, because now your team's starting to take shape, your team's starting to round in the form. You hope to stay injury free, or if you have an injury, guys aren't out long, as opposed to like when they're having an injury in the season, they're missing time at practice or missing a game, maybe. Um, but you know, that was, was, you know, when you asked me the question, that's what jumped out of, in my mind. To, to answer your question, there is going to be an ACC tournament, it looks like. 
Um, is it they, one spot? One they're moving level? it. They're moving it to Greensboro. It was originally supposed to be played in Washington D.C. That event will now be on 2024 in Washington, D.C., but this year they've moved it just because of the pandemic. They've decided to take it back to the Greensboro Coliseum, which I'm a fan of the Greensboro Coliseum. I mean, that's what it was like when I grew up, you know? The ACC tournament, the Greensboro Coliseum, and the Big Ten tournament was always an Indy. The uh, SEC was always in Nashville. And then the Big 12 was always held in, I think it was Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Um Right, right. They just don't have those anymore like they used to. And, of course, the mother of all tournaments was the Big East at Madison right. Square Garden. You know, where you got to go where win five the, in a row. Uh, where was the Big Ten at Conseco Fieldhouse? It was, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what happens with all these things. Um, I see a lot of the Big Ten um, – I can't remember if we talked about this the last time. I see a lot of the Big Ten. I see a lot of the – the Big Twelve, um, and you know, some like I said, some of these schools have played sixteen games or seventeen games, or maybe have only had one stoppage. You know, Villanova had a stoppage for they like did. I don't know, was it three weeks? Three weeks, and then Michigan State didn't play for a month. They the last two games they've played, they've gotten smacked both games. I mean, they scored thirty seven points against Rutgers. They didn't even play for a month. Right. Well, and obviously, that hurt them. Absolutely, um, they're not. They're not the same team. I saw the game yesterday. Um, they played Ohio State, right? Ohio State just, you know, they were tough on them. Well, I mean, Tennessee, not Tennessee. I'm sorry, Texas and Kentucky was supposed to be Saturday. That got moved because of COVID and canceled. So that game not is not going to take place. You know, it's going to be a different parody this year to see who's, <clears throat> excuse me, in the tournament, who's not in the tournament, what the at-large looks like. It's going to be really different. The one and duns are not working anymore. Yeah, well, you're right. You're right. You know what's working right now is Villanova. So Villanova now is so good. I, I want to know if you're what you. I, I would love to hear what your listeners think. Villanova is so good now, right? You hope they lose because they're so good. Like, like I don't know who can beat them. I'm, I'm sure they'll get beat. I think the other two teams are better, Baylor and for certain Gonzaga. But when I watch Villanova, they're not the same Villanova that was like six, seven years ago. And they would have a lead and they would lose it. They're freaking good. I mean, I mean, they're so good. They're like Kentucky was a few years back. And I don't know how many one and duns Villanova had. You would know that before me, but. <clears throat> You know, you know, they have a bunch of DMV kids. Brandon Slater comes off the bench. I mean, he does he even play 10 minutes a game for them? Not very much. No, about that, 10 to 12. I mean, you're right, though. But, see, Jay Wright does it with old dudes. He does it with old dudes, and, I mean, they're – I mean, they just know how to play. They're well coached. They know how to practice. Talk about a team that will be ready for the stretch run in February. They're just starting to rev it up. They got the car in the uh, garage. It's nice and heated. There's no snow on it. Back that thing right out, you know, dry as a whistle. I mean, they're, those guys are – Villanova's really good, man. They're really good. Here's one thing Jay Wright does. I think this is really, really cool. This is how he saves his legs, okay? So you talk about preseason. In preseason at Villanova, they wear heart monitors, and they start to do data recording to understand 
exactly what your peak heart rate is. Okay? So then what they, what they do in practice is when you hit your peak heart rate for so many minutes, you're shut down for the day. And this is how he saves his legs going in the ACC, or excuse me, the NCAA tournament, the Big East tournament. Those guys, their legs are always fresh because he knows where their heart rate is at its peak. Do it for three to five minutes. You have exerted your body to the point that you haven't lost anything and you haven't really had to gain too much and we just keep moving forward. That's how he's made these runs. I saw them play live three times in the NCAA tournament when they won the national championship with Ryan Archie Diacono and those guys, man, they were unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let me uh, let me ask you this. I know this is your podcast, but at what point does all that stuff become too much? So let me let me play devil's advocate. I think that's incredible what you're telling me, and I've I've seen some of it. But does that does that mean anything when they're playing in the Super Eight or Elite Eight and they want to have a certain group on the floor and somebody's got three fouls or isn't playing well. I mean, all that is incredible. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but at what point does that real, does that really mean something? Sure. It helps. It assists. What I see from them coach is they are completely balled in. They are just completely. I mean, Jay Wright is God. I mean, he's the guy right now. He is. Other, other than Mark Few, and uh, I mean, but Jay Wright, those guys uh, at a timeout the other day, every every single one of them is off the bench, high-fiving somebody else. I mean, and it doesn't seem like it's forced or fake. No. It's, you know, I'm almost, I'm like, oh, jeez and crackers. You know, Villanova is, their leaders, their I mean, yeah, and sure, the, the the stuff they do with the Myers, I'm sure that assist in things. It does. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're they're really they're there's this is how I think of them. They're so good now, and they don't even have like oh, do they have a legit big? No, they almost got like the Draymond Green of college. Like they don't have a legit big down there. They just kind of have guys that can take care of it. They they got one weakness. And again, I'd like to talk to anybody that listens to your show and get their point on it, get your point on it. In my opinion, they, the point guard who everybody loves, he's a really tough guy, he's a great leader, overachiever, um, he dribbles too much. Other than that, I don't know if I can say anything bad about him. You're talking about <laughs> Colin Gillespie? Yeah, I just think sometimes he dribbles too much. That's all. So, I mean, I, I can't find any other weakness. So it's funny you bring, you bring him up, you bring up, you bring up two guys, and it's funny you said that. So, you, so Colin Gillespie is number two on their roster. If you have a chance to watch Villanova play, number two is Colin Gillespie, unbelievable point guard. He learned from Archie Diacono. I was at HCC recruiting, and we're up at um, Norristown High School, right outside of King of Prussia Mall, and we're watching Chester play. And this team from... Langhorn, Pennsylvania is hanging with Chester. Now, for all those who are, yeah, for all the, yes, and and Chester, PA, for all those who are listening, Chester has like this overbearing past of successful basketball players in their city. Here's my Chester story. I go up to recruit in Chester one night. 
I'm driving an HCC car to go watch a summer league game. So I'm in Chester watching the game, and I got to leave to drive out of town. So we're driving out, you know, the, the car behind me is a cop. The lights pop on, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. I'm going to have to explain to Bo Myers why I got pulled over in Chester, PA. Like, this is not good. He comes up, and he's like, license and registration. So I give it to him, and he goes, what are you doing up here? I said, well, mind, mind you, Matt, I'm in the same school cars you used to drive around in, so you know exactly what I'm talking about, big HCC on the side. I said, I'm looking yeah, at recruit. Uh, I think most of them don't have uh, the power locks, right? No, oh, no, the, the, those cars were unbelievably old, right? So he goes, Which, what are you doing up here? I said, well, I'm here for recruiting purposes at a summer league event. And he goes, man, you got to get the hell out of town. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like... We shut the city down at 9 o'clock. We've had four murders in the last two weeks. City is shut down. Nobody can be out in their car. You need to leave immediately. That's my Chester story. So, wow. so where I'm wow. going with that is this. Ryan Archie Diacono is a six foot three white kid keeping his team in the game. He scores 44 points. Barry Brown said with me, he's like, you need to find out where that guard's going to school. He's awesome. I go down and talk to the coach. The coach looks at me like I've got four heads and starts laughing. He goes, he's going to be the starting point guard at Villanova next year. I said, you know what? I will watch him on national TV. And he won a national championship. Yeah, he's 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 tough. He's tough. They're tough. His brother uh, plays on the team now. What's that? His brother's on the team now. Chris Archie Diacono, number four. Right, right. You, you uh... How old is Diakono now? The older brother? Yes. The, uh, he's the assistant coach, right? Um, Is he done? Is he assistant coach now? I'm not sure. I know he was playing for the Chicago Bulls for a while, but I'm not sure exactly what he did I coming think, back. Let I think, well, when you were talking, I got lost and thought you were talking about Gillespie. Um, Gale- uh, Gillespie learned under Diakono. That's where I was kind of getting with everything. It's right, impressive right, how good right. he is. Well, they're, yeah, they're very close. But uh, yeah, I think I think jeez, well, I think Diakon is an assistant coach, but I don't know, I don't know. But uh, I wanted to ask you, like, so uh, if I'm watching these games, and you know, sometimes in the lower leagues at least, they're playing back to backs, right? Yeah, you're so, talking like the NEC American East; those guys, they are playing back to backs. Even the A10s playing back to backs now because of COVID. Right. So the question I had was because uh, I haven't dug into it, but like if Mount St. Mary's is playing Sacred Heart at Sacred Heart. Do they stay at Sacred Heart the next day, or they, come, you know, it's so they're playing at the same location? Correct, like, correct, on the same facility. The, right within the same three days or two days, whatever. Yep. yep. Okay, gotcha. so now that you brought that up, let, let's talk about that from a coaching perspective. You scout for game one. Do you change the scout, or do you kind of keep the exact same? frame of your scout and just change what they did the day before as little idiosyncrasy changes and your shoot around going into game number two. How, how so, would you handle that? So we're, we're on the road and we're playing uh, whoever. Yep. And let's, let's just say uh, we lose. So the first thing we do is after they eat and you go back to your hotel and I guess they have to stay in their rooms and that sort of thing. I, I'm, you know, I'm not even sure is there two guys to a room. I, that I, to room, that I don't know. Room. You know, at the higher levels, right, at Villanova or Kansas or Michigan State, I wonder how they do that. 
you know, generally there would be two guys to a room, right? Yes. There was when I traveled, yeah. All right, so I won't get stuck on that. But let's just say I'm the, the coach and we get beat and uh, we play the team the next day or we have a day off. Let's just say we play the next day. So the first thing what after you eat and take a deep breath, you're going to watch the game tape. Yes. All right? Well, at the levels I coached, not all the time would you have the game tape. Most of the time, yes. Um, but you're going to watch the tape. And I, I would probably tell you in this situation, which I've been maybe a few times in my career, you try not to you try not to go crazy over it, um, especially with nineteen to twenty two year olds. Um, but yeah, there's some stuff you can go over in the shoot around. I think if you lose, you're kind of more focused. And I I think the Mount let's take Mount St Mary's, which I don't don't really follow much, but um, I know they got beat by Sacred Heart, and the next day they turned around and won big, right? Right. right about that. They did, yeah. Mount, the Mount got them and beat them pretty big, yes. So, yeah, if you win the first night in one of these games, uh, you know, just take somebody. Take uh, Drexel and George Mason. Is George Mason in the same league as Drexel? No, you're good. Um, Drexel is now in the CAA, and George Mason is now an A-10 team. That's right. So, yeah, so at, at these, uh, you know, with the turnaround, I don't, you know, I don't know. It depends how you play. It depends if you win or lose. Um, it depends if, you know, your injury or you talk to your trainer. You know, I know it's shoot-arounds. When we had shoot-arounds, I tried to keep them, you know, sometimes I would make that shoot-around long. Depend, like if we were on the road in Pittsburgh, and we didn't play till seven o'clock that night, and we got there the, the day before. You know, I was, I, I used to not be a big shoot around guy. Then I was like, we're going to go get a sweat. We're going to go get a sweat and this shoot around for one hour or one hour and 10 minutes. And then we're going to go back to the hotel and shower. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you can do a lot of things in that shoot around. I'm sure these coaches, maybe they do stuff in the hotel lobby or the hotel ballroom. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I know you're like me, and, I, you know, I'll be watching some games later, um, and I'll, I'll see their records because I want to see how many games they've actually played um, and, and see how they, how they did with their, you know, back-to-back -back games. But uh, as far as the tournament goes, I don't think you're going to have any surprises. I mean, I'll just, uh, you know, I appreciate you having me on, but I – I like Gonzaga. You know, tell, tell me who's going to beat them. I don't care where you're playing. I think Gonzaga is really good. I've watched Baylor two games in a row now. They're unbelievable. And I put yep. Villanova in that category. If Michigan can ever get the hell healthy, they're pretty solid too, even though Minnesota got them. Um, give, me, give, give me a West Coast team. Give me a West Coast team. Other than, other than Gonzaga? A West Coast team other than Gonzaga? Yes, I'm sorry. Um... I don't know. I mean, hell, not a lot of them played. I, uh, UCLA seems to keep getting postponed. Oregon keeps getting postponed. Um, I'm going to throw a team at you. Okay. Col Colorado. Have not seen them play yet. Well. I'm an, I'm an early sleeper now. That might be way before my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> they, that coach runs some really good 1-4 stuff. I'm a big 1-4 horns guy, and I just love the way his team plays. I think they played, like, 18 games 
think they played like 18 games. Um, watch out for them. But again, there's those other teams, the, the Baylor, the uh, Gonzaga, they're going to be tough. Um, but you know what? There, there's, this year, I feel bad for Mark Few in a sense. This year, if it was a normal year, Coach, here's my best point to you tonight. If it was a normal year this year, I'd be really, really put, pulling for Gonzaga because I think they could go wire to wire and maybe only have a loss or two. Um, but you know what's going to happen? They're going to wind up winning it all, and then it'll be a little asterisk because it was the year of COVID. And they'll take it, you know, they'll they'll kind of jab at Gonzaga. Well, they won it this year, but it was a year when teams were taking breaks, and it was the year of COVID. And I hope that doesn't is not the case because I really think they're an amazing program. He's an amazing coach, and they got some amazing talent on that team. Um, they run up and down. They can play slow. They score a ton of points. They guard. They get the ball off the rim. They're really good. They are. They're fun to watch. <clears throat> if you get them in the kennel, they're impossible to, to beat up in the kennel. If you get fans in the kennel, it's even worse up in Spokane. So here's yeah, and Saint Saint Mary's is is good this yes. year, but some of those other schools aren't too bad. Like San Francisco. San Francisco um, beat Virginia earlier this year. Right. Uh, I don't know about Pepperdine right now. And BYU's always been okay. Always. Those guys always. play hard. And if you go into the Marriott Center, for those who don't know about the Marriott Center, it holds about 18,000 people. And every year when Gonzaga has to go to play uh, or when they were in the same league, mm -hmm. they are in different leagues or no? They're in the same the league. Because uh, BYU used to be in the Mountain West. That's correct. And now they're all West Coast. So yep. when Gonzaga goes to BYU, it's 18,500. There is no, like, second-tier seating. It's all, you know, you know, rows of seats. And I can tell you, when Coach Fourier was at BYU, I went out and visited him every year for a couple of years. I took shots in that gym, and I shot my share of air balls in there. Holy smokes, it's a tough place to shoot if you've never shot in there before. But... um. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It'd be interesting to see if they can finish their conference tournament. Um, we all know, middle of March last year, guys were being pulled off the court in pregame warm-up. So hopefully they can have it, and hopefully they can uh, – the level of play will be good, yep. and uh, people can uh, accept it, and we can get through the season. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um I'm just looking forward to March Madness coming. This is the fun time of year. Everything's kind of getting ramped up. College game day has finally switched from the gridiron to the, the hardwood, and it's always fun to watch that on Saturday mornings and get insider information and tidbits and all that kind of stuff. So I know you got some games on tonight, Coach, that you want to watch. And uh, which games are you going to watch tonight? Which one's the first one you're going to put on? Uh, Why well, the game that's on in the living room now is the Duke-Miami game. And... Uh, I don't know. You know, you know who else I like before that is West Virginia. I love West Virginia. They can defend, can't they? Florida actually beat them on Saturday, but Florida went in with a really good game plan and took care of them, which was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, that was an impressive win for them. Um, and I love Huggins. I love the way he coaches. Um, I don't know who who else is on tonight. That I don't know. Let me look. They have any Big Ten stuff? 
I don't think the Big Ten are playing tonight. I think this is actually one of the nights where the women's basketball is on the other ESPN channel, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Louisville and NC State, possibly. Oh, big game tonight. Oklahoma is at Texas Tech. Get to watch yeah, Mac, Mac McClung at 9 o'clock. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, the Oklahoma's playing pretty well. Um, I don't know. I uh, Texas Tech played West Virginia last week. Yes, and Texas Tech went into LSU and beat them the other day. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good win. Not sure what's going on with LSU. <clears throat> we can't pay anybody. <laughs> SMU at Houston. Houston, Houston. Houston's going to hammer those guys. We have guys. a segment about college hoops. I told you I'm not prepared. You got the Houston is really good. There's another one for guy, Calvin Sampson, for all you hoops junkies out there. Want to watch some guys run some half-court stuff, watch them run stuff. And they defend the hell out of the basketball. He's a super coach, doesn't get enough credit because he had some troubles earlier in his career Then he went to the pros. Yep. I mean, he runs some really good stuff. Yeah, he does. Um and Lon Kruger does too. Um, I just don't know if Oklahoma can sustain it. You know, he always has good teams and they're kind of a second level, second tier type team or third tier. But, you know, they they had a great win the other day, right? On they, Saturday. They beat Alabama, I think, right? Didn't they beat Alabama? Triple A Nate Oates. And they did beat Nate Oates. Nate's got them playing pretty good, too. Alabama's not just a football school anymore, boys and girls. Yeah, he's a big-time coach. Big-time. I mean, it seems like he wins everywhere. He seems like he's determined. And, um, don't know if he's using the heart monitors. Uh, he might be. Uh, Villanova. Villanova goes to Alabama and plays them. The little Big East SEC challenge. Who wins that game? We put Villanova. Out of their comfort zone a little bit, take them down to play Alabama. Who wins that one? Villanova. Uh, well, Villanova's that good. That's a pretty good win. Play that game on a Tuesday night with fans. Who wins? Man, I'll let you go watch your shows, Coach, and uh, let's just touch base here soon. Thank you for having me, Coach Brashears. Talk to you soon. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Coach, for being on. I know it's a uh, later night for him, but... Uh, He's going to go watch some games now. Tomorrow we will have Coach Sam Brand, the Baltimore Poly head coach, on with us. Looking forward to that. Thank you for listening to Never My Wildest Dream podcast, and we will talk to you soon.